All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new day and a brand new episode of On Purpose, a podcast that Heidi Stevens, who is right here with me and I believe we used to do once. <laughs> we, well, I, so I think we were going to do one and then there was an insurrection and then there was an impeachment and then there was an inauguration. And so we were like, OK, before something else with an I happens, we probably should record <laughs> I'm glad you caught your alliteration. That was quite, you know, that that was a great synopsis. Well, we're running out of like things you can live through. Like, I don't (laughs) want there to be like Ice Age or insect infestation. (laughs) They're they all sound bad. So, right, we should just talk. And you know, if this is the last one, this is the last one. So be it. Right, we'll make it a good one. Right. Right. Hopefully not, though. I feel good. I feel hopeful. The sun's shining. We have a new president. He's going to, yes. like, really take COVID on as, you know, his first and most important order of business. I feel good. I do, too. And and I feel like, you know, um, without without having to even dig a moment into history, I love that COVID is the first order of business. I feel like wow, this is this year is going to be amazing because we will see effectively the end of a pandemic, right? There there'll be this thing that we probably will be you know inoculated for, vaccinated for year Ooh, after year. Inoculated but, starts with an I. Maybe oh, that's our, there you go. There's going to be inoculations. <laughs> that's next Wednesday. Okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. This is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> I'm super high. Are you? I, I, I am super high, but I do okay. have my thesaurus pulled up. So I'm going to see if I can work both of these things at the same time. Perfect. <laughs> I'm vaping right now, which begins with a V, I think. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to let you finish sentences, I promise. <laughs> so so was there a um, was there a highlight for you? Uh, this is probably a wildly unfair question um, on inauguration day. Oh my which I God. think we both would agree was a was a pretty fantastic day. Not an unfair question at all, and a thousand percent the National Youth Poet Laureate, Amen Amanda Gorman. To that. I mean, not like it's not even like a contest. I mean, it, uh, so much of the day was amazing, and and I cried a lot. Um, but I was like breathless watching her like I couldn't even believe the beauty of her presentation and her cadence and above all else her words I mean it was stunning stunning absolutely like the 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 beautiful the most beautiful words at the most beautiful moment and um you know and she's I, I'm still trying to process the fact that she is 22, 22 and has this like presence and poise and just, you know, even more so like I, we, we talked about Biden's speech for a moment and I thought it was really like really great, uh, you know, yeah. like a great presidential speech. And we've had right remarkable poets speak at these events, but um, I've never been stopped in my tracks like I was when, you know, when she started speaking, I was wrapped and, um, and her comfort with her words and, and, and you're right. The cadence was yeah. so amazing. And, and her, and she just like was light, like, you know, and, and her last line suggested like, we can all be this light, right. You know, but like 
she radiated every word of this thing. It was it was one of the most joyful things I've ever seen in my life. Same, same. Yeah. And if you read, you know, even one angle of the backstory and every angle I tracked down was more gorgeous than the next. But like she overcame a speech impediment as a kid and she finished writing that poem shortly after the you know, violent attack in the Capitol. And it's just like everything I read was like, oh, my God, it just added layer after layer to the meaning of it all. And and then I saw a tweet last night. My brother actually sent it to me and then I retweeted it um, that said, you know, every public high school has an Amanda Gorman in it, um, you know, and you call them you know, underperforming or, um, you know, the G word, which I think mm. she meant ghetto. Um, yeah. And we should value, um, you know, black student voices. And I just thought, God, what a great way to keep this conversation going. And, and in the most important ways, because, um, you know, it's wonderful that she was there and she's obviously, you know, just an absolute, you know, North star for all right. of this. Um, yep. But the idea of sort of holding her up as this um, exception, I guess, is probably not the way to go. Like, we should be thinking about all the potential and possibility and, and value that's out there that we need to, you know, cultivate in, in kids, especially, you know, kids who get overlooked in this culture all too often. Yes. Uh, it's so interesting that you say that, Heidi, because, like, I, I, after she spoke and I pulled myself together, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which I had to do about 15 times. Like, you know, I had to pull myself together when Garth Brooks hugged, you know, Hillary right. Clinton. Like, I, like, <laughs> he was hugging everybody. Know, he was. He was hugging everybody unmasked. And, but, but he still, did not know about the pandemic. <laughs> I don't think he was aware yet, but, you know, uh, news travels slowly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got my jeans on <laughs> at the Capitol and I'm he, giving out he, he didn't wear a mask. He did take his hat off, which I thought that was a touch. That was a classy touch. Right. right? So Go on. They might have caught psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love event, that he was um, there and that he hugged. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about all these kids I work with who are a lot of them kind of on the fringes and, you know, kind of considered not the best, not the brightest. Um, a couple of them, maybe a little ghetto and, you know, um, just not one of us. You know what I mean? Like just not mm-hmm. fitting the mold quite right. And you just wonder how many voices out there are there like that maybe all of our kids carry some of that in them you know um, yeah you know what I mean like because um yeah because because every once in a while I'll be sitting across from some some you know 17 year old who says something that I've never thought of in my life in a profound way and you just think like oh, you've got magic in you, you know, you all do. We need to yeah. just create space for your voices, you know, and like, and, and listen, yeah. Amanda has a special voice and I'm, I'm glad she had that moment and that space. And um, uh, it was, it was absolutely, I agree with you completely. I, I, I wish I had a counter moment because I thought like, um, I was surprised at a couple of things. I was moved by Garth Brooks. I was moved by J-Lo. Um, I was, oh, yeah. I loved, 
I loved watching Amy Klobuchar MC the whole thing. Like, I thought she, she was, was pretty funny. I didn't yes. expect her to be funny, but she had a couple of really good lines. Right, right, right. I don't know and, why. And, I just, I mean, I don't know any reason I did wouldn't think she was funny. I just don't know her other than like a sort of serious policy wonk during debates. But um, right, but right. yeah, she had me laughing. But you captured in 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 your piece yesterday. You you captured the vibe up on that dais where it's kind of like um, it was America up there, right? Everybody was there, you know, and, you know, um, uh, from regardless of party or color, race, creed, whatever, everybody was there and it felt like everybody was welcome there, you know, like um, even Mike Pence sitting in his corner looking, you know, like, you know, do I belong here? You know, like people even reached out to him, you know what yeah. I mean? Like in, in an expression of goodwill. And I thought yep. like, what a healing friggin' day. So healing. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my column was kind of inspired almost immediately when I saw um, Kamala Harris's stepkids walking out and especially mm. <laughs> Ella and her coat was so awesome. <laughs> I just, there was about that moment. I was like, this is about to be big. Like, first of all, they're stepchildren, right? Which is, yeah, just speaks to my heart because I have stepchildren and my mm -hmm. husband's raising my children as his stepchildren. <laughs> and, and I just, the idea of blended families is, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a small number of us um, in America right now, but you don't, see it a lot and, and you don't see it a lot in a positive light. And so that right. immediately spoke to me. I was like, wow, this is like something new. Um, and then, you know, Kamala getting sworn in by Sonia Sotomayor and then JLo speaking Spanish after finishing this land is my land. And I just was like, okay, this looks so much more like America than what we've been seeing in Washington for the last four years, which looks like a slice of America, but but yesterday looked like, you know, a full, really beautiful portrait of a, a lot of America. You, you know, you yep. had you had Pete Buttigieg and his husband sitting next to each other. So you had a same-sex marriage. You had Kamala and Doug in an interfaith marriage. You had, it just was like, wow, like all of our coolest, best, most diverse parts are on display here today. Like it just was really moving. Yes. And, and, it, and it, you know, um, as, as I'm watching this, I'm at, and, and there's, um, a woman in the hijab uh, with, with a, um, you know, a white man in the front row. Did you know? I don't know if you saw them when they would do, like scan the crowd. Yeah. Um, but even even the crowd seemed like America. And, yep. it, you know, I, my, my thought, you know, when I saw that, having looked at your column um, briefly was, you know, like, oh, what? Why can't America be like this? And I realized, like, well, I think America is like this, right? <laughs> you know, like right. we're just finally like you know bringing it into the fore and giving everybody space, right? Yeah, giving, you know, it's not just people who look like me and look like you up there. And right. I, I loved what I loved about. Um, I'm glad you brought up uh, Kamala Harris's uh, family because it, it struck me, and I thought about your family for a moment, but it struck me how um, her family and Biden's family reminded me of each other, even though they couldn't look more different than one another in a lot of ways. But it was just like these people who you can tell, like, have some inside jokes and they're laughing and you hear yeah. cry over here. And, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> you know, it's just family. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, and, yep. and it, I thought that was that was a, a cool juxtaposition because it didn't feel like there was a, a separation or a, or a stark 
weird difference there, you know? And um, totally. Yeah. And something about her being up there, Kamala, and, and even like I fell apart when she, you know, took the oath. But I love that it didn't feel like, oh, this is this is a novelty. Like, you know, this is a little pat on the head for <laughs> um, the black and brown people, you know, but this mm-hmm. is this is the vice president we need now. You know, yep. like, thank God right. she's here. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I like this sort of jubilant feel and <laughs> I don't want to bring us down. <laughs> But <laughs> you know, but was coming. I yes. Have, I have questions that I would love your expert mind to mm. weigh in on. I, mostly because, okay, I, like I do want us to us as a nation um, to unify and move forward. Mm. And I loved Biden's call to do that. And and I also think and I, he knows this, um, everyone who's thinking knows this, that that's no small task, right? Yeah. That, you know, if, if the other side, um, isn't completely made up of, but certainly includes some people who would, um, violently storm the Capitol and throw a fire extinguisher at the head of a police officer and, and you mm-hmm. know, send Congress into hiding. Um, it's not, sort of an easy task um, to unify. Some are arguing it's not even a task we should try, but right. I think we should. And and so I'm wondering if there, if you have any insight, okay, I have two questions. I'm wondering if you have any insight into why certain people are prone to believing lies, um, right? Because I mean, the, all, the, all the people who were there were there because they believed a lie that yep. Trump actually right. won the election. Um, and it's criminal that, that, that they would be fed that lie. And, and that's a huge problem um, that, you know, they don't take all the blame for. I mean, it's, they have to take the blame for believing it, but, but they didn't start the lie, right? Trump started the lie, but right. what makes some people, you know, look at a lie like that and go, well, that's a lie. And what, <laughs> and what yeah. makes some people look at, a lie like that and go like, yeah, that's true. Is there something in like a person's makeup or history or whatever that makes them more prone to believing like wild conspiracy theories or lies? Or is that not even really, can you not even answer that? Mm. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, oh man, Heidi, I wish we had more I words. This is going to be hard. Um, <laughs> Introspection. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go for that. And I okay. might need your help articulating um, what I'm trying to say here because it's uh, it's something I'm still trying to form in my mind. Um, I mean, maybe start... the answer is there is no certain. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm asking you a question that might not have an answer. I think there's definitely an answer. Okay. Um, I, I think there's definitely an answer. I think it's a really not only do I think it's a good question, I think it's a question that now we that we are kind of um, clear of certain storms, mm-hmm. we have to answer now. I think because, we do. Yeah, because otherwise we risk what, what we risk repeating, you know, kind of going back. Right. Right. So, um, How do you unify without understanding like what got us here? And part of what right. got us here is that there are a whole bunch of people who believe lies that they're fed. Yep. Yep. 
Um, so I'm going to uh, predictably and frustratingly uh, start by talking about a Springsteen song. <laughs> Honest to God, there, there's there's an old song on an album nobody but me brought, but uh, okay. that's just a, a him him alone, and it's called Reason to Believe. Um, and he talks about how. Um, and he's mostly talking about working class people and how at the end of every hard earned day, people find and need some reason to believe something. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you feel, um, marginalized, disenfranchised, disempowered, Mm -hmm. uh, like you have no voice, um, and somebody tells you, and I'm thinking particularly, uh, I'm picturing the group that storms the Capitol, right. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm so by and large, um, and, and this is a gross generalization, so forgive me um, for any, you know, uh, stumbles here. But mm-hmm. by and large, what I saw, and I watched a bunch of new footage by a reporter the other day. I don't know if you had a chance to look at, like, the 20 minutes that this guy took. Um, From the New Yorker? But, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you can tell that this group feels like uh, whether we agree with them or not, and clearly you and I, I think I speak for both of us when we say probably not. Right. <laughs> probably the insurrection at the Capitol is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, go in there with some, you know, feeling that they belong to something and that they have a voice that matters and is now really, really important, right? Because we've made it to the, 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 the seat of, of, you know, democracy. Right. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, my, my, um, the moments that stick with me in that video are these middle-aged white men who mm-hmm. have made it onto the floor of the Senate chamber. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can see, you can almost see that, that, you know, um, that fight and that belief that, you know, we're, we've got something righteous. My life has meaning kind of thing. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly they're like, uh, what are we supposed to do now? Like, yeah. you know, does Ted Cruz wants to take pictures of documents or, right. and you know, literally, literally a couple of times, it's kind of oddly funny. There were a couple of guys, you know, even the guy with the face paint who would go up and stand by, you know, Pence's chair and say, Hey, could you take a selfie of me? Mm-hmm. You know, honest to God, you know, like, can you take a picture of me up here? Mm-hmm. You know, where you can almost see where they recognize, oh, this doesn't mean anything. We're, we, we're really powerless. Like, we, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and I think it's that, um, that looking for meaning in something in your life, you know, and trying to be part of something, even if mm-hmm. it's a lie, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your need is so potent and, uh, and I worry about, Oddly enough, I find myself thinking a lot about middle-aged white men, maybe because I'm a middle-aged white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that um, I think, though, you know, we are handed keys to the kingdom in every way, right? We've got mm-hmm. the money. We've got the, every position of power. We're the CEOs, and we're still standing on glass ceilings. You know, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about any of that. And yet, I'm not sure that, men in particular, and most of these were men and most of these guys were, you know, um, white, maybe mm-hmm. all of them. And, um, and I think there's this little bit of like, I, I don't know that, I don't know where my, if I'm relevant anymore, you know, I don't know, you know, like this might be a last gasp at something, hmm. you know, that these last, these waning days of this Trump administration. And we know 
we 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 know that you know he lost. Yeah, right? but the Somewhere president the is mind, still you know, a white guy. I mean, we replaced right? one white guy with another white guy. Right, but you know. but um, but you know, <laughs> I, I think people associate that white guy with. A black guy, <laughs> and yeah. um, right, <laughs> and a black <laughs> woman, honest, and a black right. woman now, right? You know, so yeah. um, and certainly inclusivity, and not this kind of like not racism, not nationalism, not xenophobia, right? Th- 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 these are not words affiliated very often with Biden, but yeah. arguably are pretty affiliated with Trump, where it's kind of like you know, uh, we white men, you know, kind of without overtly saying it, you know, we. We deserve our seat at the table, our big seat at the biggest chair, at the biggest table, you know, at Mar-a-Lago. And um, and I just fear that there's some element of that. You know, I kind of I, I see it in a lot of different ways. I see it in like in, in sports fandom. I, you can see yeah. it in a lot of different places, but you yeah. know, never more than like storming the Capitol and realizing like, oh, this isn't a show of power at all. I don't know what this is. It's you know, that's, right. that's the look I saw. It's a hunger for community, which is a very nice, you know, reading of it. But I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think yeah. that is what leads people to join cults yeah. or <laughs> become yeah. white supremacists or join a gang. Or I mean, you're right. You're looking for, you know, I'm connected. A, a community. I'm connected. Uh, I'm important. Yeah, I'm part of something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think, like, uh, I think when that becomes... I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just adding to what you're saying. I think that what happened at the Capitol and and folks who, you know, feel drawn to like QAnon or whatever, I think there's also an element of wanting to be part of something that believes you're better than and For sure. actually superior to other groups. So I'm thinking like from the earliest days of America, you know, people were believing the lie that, um, you know, black people were an inferior race and not quite human. And that's why it was okay to enslave them because they're not really like really people, you know, like, so it's okay that we would, you know, sell them uh, and separate them from their families and and beat them. A fraction of a human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because they're, you know, it's, it's, there's science proving it. It's, they're not really human. Um, I mean, that's like the story I wrote a couple months ago about the, you know, elementary school, Agassiz elementary, they're trying to get renamed because that was, you know, named after a famous scientist, but that is literally like the science he, you know, which is lies spread around um, so that, you know, it's, and, but but it's one thing to spread that around, and it's another thing for people to widely, you know, digest it and believe it. And it's not new, I guess, is what I'm saying. And and when it becomes dangerous is when it's when the lies are used to convince yourself that you are actually morally or physically or in some other way superior to others. And I guess like that's got to be part of the solving right Mm -hmm. not just like Mm -hmm. okay why did they believe those lies but like why did they believe those particular lies yeah and how do we get people feeling invested in communities and part of communities that don't you know um live to marginalize or suppress or even kill um Mm -hmm. 
other communities. <laughs> yes. Um, like that can't be part of the community's DNA, right? Is like getting rid of a different community or suppressing a different community. And I, this is going to sound ridiculously naive, but um, I'm going to talk for a second about empathy because one of the things that's been standing out to me about my email lately is um, these wildly different reactions to the same column. So for example, I wrote about a family whose apartment burned mm. to the ground mm -hmm. two days before Christmas. They lost everything. And um, the column was not just about the fire and how they lost everything, but also about the way their community came together and really um, rescued them, like physically rescued them from the building. This stranger who was leaving Starbucks saw flames crashing through this apartment window and drove there and put the family mm. in her car and brought them to her apartment. Um, Amazing. Had, you know, had never met them. Um, immediately started like a phone and email chain saying like, we need everything. We need diapers. We need food. We need clothes. We need towels. We need dishware. We need it all. And like people just, you know, rose up and brought everything. And this family yeah. felt, you know, they still had lost everything. It's still an enormous tragedy. Um, but they felt cared for by their community. Okay. So on the one hand, I got emails that were like, oh my God, how do I help? What's the GoFundMe link? What's the Clava link? What do I have art supplies? Where can I drop them? What, mm. you know, one, I wrote a follow-up column about a man who literally cashed his entire next paycheck and brought it to the family in a card. Um, wow. So, so that's one half of the email. And then, and actually I'm not even going to say half, it's not half and half. It's not evenly divided. I, 80% would be people who would say, how do I help? 20% are people who were like, well, didn't they have renter's insurance? Um, or, wow. or, well, that's, if it was an electrical fire, that's on their landlord. Their landlord needs to make them whole. Like, like why are people helping them? That's, right. It's not my problem that their apartment burned down. That's their landlord's problem. Or it's their problem if they didn't have renter's insurance. So, and, and right before that column, I had written probably one of the saddest things I'd ever written. You and I talked about this one where the the family in Naperville, oh, the daughters, yeah. both died in a car accident driving yeah. home to visit their parents at Christmas. And same thing, like 80 percent. Oh, my gosh. How do I help? Oh, my gosh. That dad's a hero for wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, use the GoFundMe f to fund STEM programs for girls right. and women. Um, and then 20% like, well, what caused the car accident? You didn't mention like whose fault was wow. it? And I was like, wow, like you would care. I mean, I mean mm -hmm. like, I suppose if it was a criminal, right. If there's like, they were drunk and someone else got hurt too, I guess you could maybe care whose fault it was. I still can't really get my mind to a place where I'd care whose fault it was when daughters are dead. But right. I suppose like academically, I can imagine you needing to know if they were at fault, I suppose. Although I'm still disgusted even saying those words out loud. Seriously, um, right? I'm just I mean, thinking, thinking about, about this academically. <laughs> parents <laughs> who had two daughters and now have no daughters. Like that's mm. what I'm thinking. Um, I'm not thinking fault and I'm sort of repulsed by you if you are, to be honest. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, there's a, 
there's a reflex that kicks in with some people that goes, oh my gosh, how do I help? And then there's a reflex that kicks in with other people that's like, well, that's not my problem. And they probably did something to deserve it. Um, and that's at play a little bit too, don't you think? Because that sort For of sure. determines like which kind of community are you trying to be a part of? One that like helps or one that like separates out people who aren't doing everything perfect or who aren't like you or don't, you know, or who would have something bad happen to them. Ew. Um, right. 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 No, it, it, I, 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 I thought I, I'm, it is easy to follow your thinking. I think anybody listening can. And, um, and you do wonder like, what is in the minds of some people? It reminds me of a meme or a, a line that was going around a year or two ago and probably still going around now. Um, something along the lines of, um, I don't know how to convince you to be kind or something like, yes. like you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, how, to, how to get that that message across. And I think your point is kind of one on the empathy line. Right. I don't know how to teach you empathy. Like, I think mm -hmm. you either have it or you don't. And, you know, like if you don't, then you're going to ask, like, well, who who caused the accident or what about that landlord that they're responsible so we can like we can let this go and move on why are you right. fighting about this Heidi you know like right. who cares what a waste of right? space yeah 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 um no there is uh, there is some corollary here isn't there between um these two lines of thinking um there's this kind of like uh um, thinking about there's a self-centeredness based on maybe the scarcity of resources or power or 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 something meaning um, for yourself in your life. But, uh, you know, there when people think that way in the 20 percent versus the 80 percent, there's this idea that, you know, if I give to this family in need, I lose something, right? That there's there's scarcity and and there isn't a win-win. Um, that there's there that there is an enemy. There is adversarial mm -hmm. uh, elements to this, and you know um, we're not really all Americans. We're not really all human beings. You know, like some of yeah. us. That whenever you get down to that like elitism, you were you were suggesting a while ago. You know, like where anybody can be um, elevated above any else in any way, I think we are in super dangerous territory that's slippery because sometimes it doesn't feel that dangerous, right? And it feels yeah. well, we're used to it in a lot of ways. And, and yet, you know, um, and yet it is probably the scariest thing about human nature fundamentally, right? At, at its core, the idea that, you know, like somebody's better than and mm -hmm. somebody's worse than, that's mm -hmm. the scariest thing to me. Yeah, and it's a it, it's a refusal to acknowledge that all of our fates are linked, right? Yeah. And that yeah. we, you know, you lose something, your character and your health and everything loses something when you harm someone else, um, or when you contribute to systems that harm someone else. I mean, I. I don't know what you and I are supposed to do about that or what's listening <laughs> supposed to do about that, but I don't know. I feel like thinking about that anyway can sort of find its way into our parenting or our right. conversations well, with people we spend time with or neighbors or coworkers or whatever. Not that we're spending time with anyone right now because it's still a pandemic, but someday. <laughs> um, right. 
and maybe that's what was so beautiful about the poem yesterday because I feel like that was essentially her message is like this this is all of us like we are you know we all we have this shared history parts of which are awful um we have this shared future all of which you know we have a hand in making better for everyone um i I don't know it was very like we're linked i felt yes a hundred percent and um like I'm thinking about like the nature of our talks typically and typically when we're looking for answers and we feel a little bit lost, like maybe this moment, we do tend to look <laughs> toward, we do tend to look toward younger people, right? And, and, yes. and young people. And I, honestly, when I think about um, Amanda Gorman and I have a lot in the last, you know, uh, 12 hours or so, um, I don't necessarily think uh, of somebody who's super young. She doesn't really read that way because of the wisdom. And there's something about the cadence that suggests like, I've been, I've been writing poetry for decades and I know exactly how to punctuate these words. And yet I don't. And yet I also wonder like, could a, could somebody my age have written that, you know, like, Mm. or did it require that, Mm. you know, you're, you're young and you can see, um, possibilities that maybe with with a couple extra decades, you become too jaded to even recognize are out there as possibilities, yeah. you know, like, so maybe there was some real brilliance in picking somebody young enough and and idealistic enough, but rooted in reality to deliver that message, right? You know, yeah. Um, and, and- She's 22 in a country that looks looks different than it looked when you were 22 or when I was 22. Right. We had never seen a black president. We had never seen a woman vice president. We had never seen a black South Asian woman president um, sworn in by a Latina on the Supreme Court. So so part of it is idealism, but part of it is also a, an awareness that this country is capable of things that you and I hadn't seen it live up right. to yet at her age. Right. Well, and I, I, um, I, I, uh, I, I wrote down the last line of the poem because it, um, uh, it, it's, it's perfect to my thinking and, you know, and, and, um, and, and it fits the cadence of the rest of it, but the, it suggests courage and bravery, right? There, there's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, I, I, that, that's not a word of that poem was accidental or, Hey, this fits my cadence. It just mm-hmm. happens that mm-hmm. she, she just has some kind of genius, right. That, 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 that creates that. But, but, um, Clearly, like she wanted to leave us with, you know, like it's there. We we can yeah. get it. We can be we can be who we want to be. But yeah. it takes some courage, right? We're gonna have to like like let go of something um, in order to grab onto the next thing. Otherwise, we're right where we are. Yeah, you oh, know, I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. So, okay. Yeah. So we solved that. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Dunsies. Right. <laughs> It was pretty easy. It was like less than an hour. We I should think probably it be in cool. Biden's cabinet. You probably should. And I think it would have been cool if Amanda st- ended the phrase with Dunsies. Like that yeah. would have been, we would have known it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe her 
next big speaking yeah. Uh, yeah. event. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have her email or anything. Or, you know, <laughs> I follow her on I Twitter. I'll DM Twitter her. To see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as she's done <laughs> tweeting with Lynn Manuel Miranda, I'm sure right. she'll get back to me. Uh, oh, we're, we're apparently reading the same feeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if you're yeah. like me, you're probably wondering, how do I get in on that? Like, is there a right. way for somebody without a check mark that nobody knows to get in on that? <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> Hi, my husband wrote something nice about you yesterday. <laughs> and if you like him, you'll really like me. <laughs> yeah, so you got to say my husband. I had to say my friend Michael wrote something really nice about you. <laughs> so I'm one removed here. I, I got a worse shot than you do. Six degrees. You're like three degrees from my. I know. <laughs> I taught You're my kids right this there. week. I know. I taught my kids this weekend how to play Six Degrees of, Sep- of uh, Kevin Bacon. It's, and, a, it's, uh, a, it's great fun, actually, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah it passes the time it. when you have literally nothing else to do, which somehow <laughs> it's 2021 and that is still our reality. But Right, 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 right. Anyway. Maybe we'll talk about that next time if there's uh, not an ice talk- age or a insect oh, right. infestation or <laughs> something else with an eye before then. Right. Barring anything with an eye, Kevin Bacon becomes the topic next time we talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This Perfect. has been fun. And I, I kind of like the, the optimism here. Right. I know. I feel like we did a really good job. <laughs> of Say more about that. <laughs> okay. Here are all the things we just did well. Um, yeah. We acknowledged some of the really glaring, terrifying problems ahead of us, but we remained jubilant because there's hope because we're facing them maybe now. We did do that. Can I add something? Yes. I, I don't think we diminished anybody in doing so. Like, I, I, I think there's acknowledgement and jubilance with, with the hope that we can all get on board the same train. And that yes. doesn't have to be that we never disagree or, you know, right. um, somebody actually said that. Like, you know, oh, I think Joe Biden, Biden actually yeah. said it overtly, <laughs> right? right. The, the president. Yep, that guy. <laughs> it's funny. With so many amazing players on the stage. Um, I forget how good Biden was, like how, uh, you know, how he, you know, looks so he's suddenly so very presidential. And it yeah. so seems like, oh, yeah, I, gosh, you know, he wouldn't have been one of my first five, but he seems like the right guy right now. And this idea of unity, he feels kind of like one of the last guys who remembers any semblance of unity in Congress or, you know, like reaching across the aisle. He seems like a guy who still wants to do that. And, um, you know, whether and we has wa- done that, right? Yeah. Has a, yeah. Has a whole career uh, history of doing that. He's written uh, so many bills with Republicans that have made Democrats outraged, you know, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is probably a good thing in the end. Right. I still feel mm-hmm. jubilant, even though you just said that sentence. <laughs> See, your jubilance carries. How about that? That's, that's a potent podcast right there. We should change the name of ours. Jubilance. Jubilance carries. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> You're going to go start it with someone else, aren't you? Uh, well, I do have a couple of calls in. <laughs> if you start a podcast with Amanda Gorman, just please let me be a guest. 
Oh my God. If you, you're closer to starting a podcast with Amanda Gorman and I'm just going to hang out in the room, you know, I'll wear okay. a mask for now, but I will be there. <laughs> just know that I will be there. Right. Perfect. Okay. Dunsies. Dunsies. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, John. Bye, Heidi.